Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. It's the 20th of January. And on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 1918 and travel to Russia. Today we remember how the Bolshevik-controlled government enacted the decree that proclaimed separation of church and state in Russia. The freedom to profess any religion or profess none and deprived religious organisations of the right to own property and legal status. This effectively meant that all church property in Russia was confiscated and all religious instruction in schools was abolished. What was the extent of the destruction? The most reliable data we have indicates that four years earlier there were 55,173 Russian Orthodox churches and 29,593 chapels. There were 112,629 priests and deacons, 550 monasteries, 475 convents, with a total of 95,259 monks and nuns in Russia. The previous year had been a major turning point in Russian history, and many old things had been ripped down, leaving a revolutionary vacuum. The Tsar had been forced to abdicate, and the Russian Empire began to implode. The government's direct control of the church was all but over by August. The violence of the revolution was epitomised by the ruthless execution of the imperial Romanov family in the July of 2018. The Emperor Nicholas II, his wife Alexandra and their five children were shot and bayoneted to death with their retainers and their bodies stripped, mutilated and dumped in a forest. These actions expressed the destructive rage of the revolution and underlined that now nothing was sacred. These were dangerous things to eradicate so recklessly and Stalin suppressed any discussion regarding the fate of the family. The burial site was eventually discovered in 1979 and even then, the Soviet Union did not acknowledge the existence of these remains publicly until 1989, during the Glasnost period. In 1998, President Boris Yeltsin described the killings of the royal family as one of the most shameful chapters in Russian history. The church would prove to be more resilient than the royal family. Caught in the crossfire of the Russian Civil War, church leadership attempted to be politically neutral. But the church was perceived by the Soviet authorities as being counter-revolutionary and thus subject to suppression and its intended eventual liquidation. In the first five years after the Bolshevik Revolution, 28 bishops and 1,200 priests were executed and countless nuns, catechists and believers. The Soviet Union, formally formally created in December 1922, was the first state to have the elimination of religion as an ideological objective, but ultimately it failed. Peculiarly, 
Most organised religions were never outlawed. In the deeply cynical swirling tides and currents of communist realpolitik, actions towards particular religions and groups were determined by the state's interest. Atheism was propagated in schools and all religion widely ridiculed under the guise of a naive scientific materialism. The church proved impressively resilient and for the main part was forced underground. Practicing Orthodox Christians were restricted from prominent careers and membership in communist organisations. The government youth organisation encouraged its members to vandalise churches and harass worshippers. After Nazi Germany's attack on the Soviet Union in 1941, Stalin revived the Russian Orthodox Church to intensify patriotic support for the war effort. Inevitably, this involved some compromise, and perhaps even a Faustian pact. See yesterday's podcast. As no church hierarch could be consecrated by secular authorities. However, a new patriarch was elected, theological schools were opened, and thousands of churches began to function again. The Moscow Theological Academy Seminary, which had been closed since 1918, was reopened. And now the church entered a period of an uneasy dance with an unreliable and essentially hostile regime. Saw periods of expansion and then persecution. In 1959, Nikita Khrushchev initiated his own campaign against the Russian Orthodox Church, forcing church closures and perhaps more dangerously replacing jailed or exiled members of the church hierarchy with a docile clergy, many of whom had had ties with the KGB. However, from 1990, under successive patriarchs Alexei and Kirill, the church having outlasted the Soviet Union, underwent partial reform and dramatic expansion. Whilst the church had been an irresistible force for liberal reform under the Soviet Union, it soon became a centre of strength for conservatives and nationalists in the post-communist era. The traumatised people were rebuilding their identity. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. If you'd like to know more about Russia or anything in today's podcast, email the show on pogppod at gmail.com or visit our website at www.pogp.net And today, in response to a few messages, I put a way of supporting the podcast financially on the website too. Thanks to Silverman Sounds for the music and have a wonderful day wherever you are.